welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Ray Andrewson, who's with the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Ray, welcome. How are you, my friend? Well, it's great to be back with you, Pete, especially after the last year. Uh, what a stressful, what a crazy time this has been for all of us. Um, it is spectacular to, to just be back on your program. I know. Uh, I, I feel literally like, you know, the guy that you are, friend that I... Uh, consider myself of you for what you've done to the community. I feel like I'm in my kitchen having a coffee with you. But then I again, know, I know. I'm in my kitchen having a coffee with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Maybe one of these days we'll actually be here in person together. Hopefully. That'd be great. Yes. Absolutely. So, Ray, what's new with the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce? Well, uh, me. Uh, well, I was yeah, you. Executive director. Uh, March 15th was the first uh, date that I actually started uh, in this new role. Prior to that, I'd been with our affiliate chamber, the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce, right. uh, as uh, director of membership services uh, since January of last year. Of course, I was Quinnipiac University's WQN for 22 and a half years, morning mm -hmm. Houston general manager and long career in broadcasting. So I, I made that transition. Uh, so I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce uh, services uh, Wallingford and North Haven. Those are our communities. I'm a North Haven resident. Right. Uh, you know, lots of family, lots of memories. Uh, right there, I go around the North Haven Green and I look at uh, all the buildings that surround that green and a lot of them have, have touched my life. So it Absolutely. feels natural. And I have a lot of family ties and, and other uh, friends and relationship uh, with Wallingford. So this is a homecoming for me uh, in a position I, I really, really love. Absolutely, absolutely. So how did the Chamber of Commerce handle the pandemic then and how are they handling things now? Well, as most other event-driven organizations had to do, we had to take a step back first. We had to figure out, well, okay, we have um, invested members who expect to network, who expect to connect, uh, to do business with each other. Uh, and traditionally, they've done it in uh, networking platforms where they're in person, right. um, not not remote. Right. Um, you know, we've had Zoom and Skype, business Skype and uh, yeah. Microsoft uh, leads and other platforms, uh, you know, WebEx around, but not many businesses were using them uh, in an expanded way or nonprofits were doing that. So when the pandemic hit last March, we had to backpedal and think quickly about how we're going to go forward with our events. And, and like every other organization, we didn't make rash decisions, say, oh, that's it, we're canceling. <laughs> right. We had to figure out one by one, event by event, how we could pull it off. And we concluded very quickly that most of our information had to go online. It had to be uh, Zoom webinars, of which we've done about 70, the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce, and evolved with that. Uh, our business after hours and, and morning networking also had to be virtual. Um, and we had to fill these little rectangular spots and use the technology for breakout rooms where people could have smaller chats and whatnot. Sure. And we had to push a lot of our events from that spring and summer back into the fall, which we did. Um, we did a four-day expo at the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce last November. That was phenomenal. Uh, we had inter you know, nationally known speakers, uh, great business uh, experts, uh, minority business owner awards. Uh, it, it was a very inspiring four days. And that really kind of uh, reinforced the fact that we, we knew how to do this. We knew how to get people to watch. We knew how to put out compelling content. We were able to get the community together and watch this and sponsor it and network. And, uh, you know, we used a platform called Whova, which allowed people to connect before, during, and after the event. So we've been using technology in, in a very effective way. Um, in the beginning of the year, of course, we were still doing everything virtually. 
And as we're uh, getting together uh, for this program, yeah. we had our first business after hours uh, at the end of May here in North Haven at the 12% beer project. We have about 50 people out uh, quaffing beer on a hot afternoon and enjoying a few snacks and being with each other. And they loved it. I just, it was, you could tell everybody was just so happy to be together. And we also had our annual meeting, the Farms uh, Country Club in Wallingford. Sure. Uh, about 120 people were present. Oh, wow. Uh, so people are slowly coming back to live events, in-person events, right. growing confidence. Many people here in Connecticut, our, our vaccination rates are, are excellent. I think we're like second or third best in the country. I believe so. So given all this, Pete, it, it's starting to slowly come back to what a Chamber of Commerce was all about, which was right. in-person events, live networking. We still do a lot of things online. We have to with Zoom, but we're back together again. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, how many how many members are, does the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce have? About 450. Um, our affiliate and, and larger chambers, the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce, has about 850. So combine oh. that, about 1,250, 1,300 members. Oh, wow. Yeah, of varying size, you know, companies. Uh, we have large-scale industrial um Firms, uh, Allnex uh, mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Wallingford, uh, Newcore Steel, as well as Albert uh, Stainless Steels, uh, one standing family owned company that was established in Wallingford in 1924, okay. Gaylord Specialty Healthcare. Uh, we also have Child Rosemary Hall, an internationally recognized uh, uh, private school, and on and on and on. Uh, there are a lot of great uh, supporters of the chamber. Absolutely, absolutely. And now we're going into the fall and moving forward, forward, where do you see the chamber events going? Hopefully in person. Hopefully in person, that's where we're going. Uh, we, have, you know, we have a manufacturer's career fair coming up at the Best Western in North Haven here on uh, July 17th. And oh. I will say this to anybody who is watching, yes. who has someone who is looking for work, has mechanical skills, but in some cases they will actually pay your training they okay. will pay to train you for a job that could pay up to $30 an hour. Oh, wow. In some cases more. Right. If you're looking for work at select manufacturers, we expect to have over 20 manufacturers on the day of this event from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Best Western uh, Hotel. That is right off exit 12, I-91 in North Haven. Um, we've got a lot of local manufacturers, members, regional manufacturers uh, that will be there that day. You can talk to them, you can apply for work, you can learn about um, some of the things they have to offer. Now, that's a summer event. We also have a golf tournament coming up on August 16th Ooh. at uh, the Farms Country Club again in Wallingford, a beautiful course. Sure. We're well underway with putting together foursomes. Uh, we welcome anybody who'd like to play um, and come out and just enjoy uh, a day, not only of fellowship, but of networking and uh, it, it, it's always fun to play golf. Oh, and then we'll have more events coming up too, uh, come the fall. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't, I can't tell you the last time I was actually on a golf course. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. It, it, it has, has been a while. Now you guys are the parent company of the New Haven Chamber of Commerce. How's that work? Great New Haven Chamber of Commerce is essentially our parent company. We're an affiliate of that chamber. Oh, wow. It's a larger chamber that has more resources. Um, the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce is the third oldest Chamber of Commerce in the United States of America. Oh, wow. Dates back to 1794. Oh, my it goodness. was a merchant, uh, mercantile um, uh, 
guild back in 1794, a business support group that had formed. Uh, at that point, we only had President Washington uh, and Roger Sherman and, and other signers of the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're very fresh in the mind of the chamber members, Absolutely. Uh, perhaps even Benedict Arnold, who lived on Water Street in New Haven. Uh, I'm sure that some some of the founding uh, uh, partners of the chamber in 1794 knew some of these uh, early notable names in American history. So Absolutely. the Great New Haven Chamber of Commerce is very steeped in history, evolving to very contemporary technology, and a very contemporary way of, of servicing our uh, large scale and, and small businesses. Um, right around great greater new haven area the quinnipiac chamber of commerce is an affiliate smaller uh more of a main street approach mm -hmm. uh and, and if you've been to main street wallingford you know how beautiful it is it's oh, historic beautiful restaurants walkable near a historic train station uh wallingford is really is really pretty it's a gem absolutely, and uh and, but it's, it's real you know it's not uh it's not made to look like uh, something out of a storybook it's an it's an organic living uh, engaged community with beautiful architecture, really nice people I've met there. Um, historic uh, Child Rosemary Hall right up the street off North Main Street. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great place. So our membership is quite diverse as well in terms of um, uh, scale of the business. Yeah. Um, but because many of the businesses are downtown, mm -hmm. much of Wallingford and much of North Haven, I might add, right. is, is also drivable. So we have a lot of North Haven businesses um, of, of a great variety, I might add, yeah. that are also chamber members. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm assuming you will work with Mike Frieda, who's the first selectman in the town of North Haven. Yes, that's right. So Mike has been the first selectman for 14 years, um, and if he is reelected this year, he'll be the longest serving first selectman in the town of North Haven. Okay. Uh, quite an impressive um, uh, characteristic of his tenure and service, and he's a very business friendly. Rich Lopresti heads up EDC efforts, and others in the community are very. Um, active, uh, filling uh, spaces in, uh, along Washington Avenue, Universal Drive, some of the industrial parks. And of course, Amazon was a huge lure for North Haven a few years ago, which greatly added to the uh, tax base of the community oh, here. Taxes low. Um, and Bill Dickinson, William Dickinson, has served 38 years as uh, mayor of Wallingford. Yep. Uh, he is uh, he's iconic, to say the least, and uh, part of the landscape in the community and the history of Wallingford. And uh, Tim Ryan, who heads up EDC efforts, um, and uh, also uh, Joe Mira, very important with the economic development coordination in the town of Wallingford, very instrumental uh, in bringing in industry. And Wallingford has its own electricity. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Mike Tag, I can't, I can't leave a, as you know me for a long time. I can't let a pun go unattended. Of course not. A pun unattended. Uh, but I always get a charge when I talk about electricity in Wallingford. Makes me positive. Telling jokes like that, don't give up your day job, pal. Uh, it is a day <laughs> job now. <laughs> and no, we're not, no, not going to go through puns because the only pun that I'm thinking of is actually, I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about you the other day. I was in one of my towns. I walked into one of the school systems to meet with one of meet with one of the teachers and happens to be a science teacher and a friend of mine and they happen to be discussing the table of elements <laughs> oh so, yes so and i just happen to walk in when they happen to be talking about air 
So there's a song by the, the group Moshe Dot. For those who are uninformed watching this program, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, there's a song by the group Moshe Dotties, mm -hmm. uh, and that I think was back in 1973 or 74. Yeah, something like that. By Eres Tu or yes. Kiss the Wind. Yes. And um, it, it's in Spanish. Yes. So um, I always thought of the introduction of the song. Promo Tomeso Eres Tu, mm. Eres Tu. Yes. Uh, as sort of declarative of, of, of one of my high school chemistry teachers and you know, trying to think of the table of elements. And, and if you introduce the song as a radio announcer, it makes perfect right. sense, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Just say, you know, today uh, dirt is six, water yeah. is four, and what is air? Promo Tomeso Eres Tu. There you Eres. go. There you go. Hey, we lost our viewers, uh, Pete. I know, I know we did. I know we did. Hey, speak before I forget. Speaking of people, I heard from a friend of ours the other day, yeah, who was on WTIC radio. Oh, Greg Little, our news director, do, doing the news. That's right. Our longtime, we were partnership for twenty years. 20 Absolutely. Years. He loves his work. I mean, he does. Casting. Um, he is uh, doing very well. He enjoys news. He's a news junkie. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's made for that job. Absolutely. And he, he's enjoying it. And he what is. better big, large news signal in the state of Connecticut? Um, you know, there is obviously WNPR but mm -hmm. and WSHU, mm -hmm. the, the public stations, but WTIC is a very active and engaged news department. It is. It is. It, it, it absolutely is. And I'm sure you guys with the Chamber of Commerce deal with all the local news media outlets as well. We do. Uh, we do. And it's changing, Pete. You know, the, the media landscape is, is, is not really what it used to be. I mean, it, it is, I think we all know that. And uh, we're losing, I think, a lot of our Main Street journalism. Right. Uh, there's some communities, uh, when WQN, when DART, for example, Hamden, Hamden, a community of 63,000 people, did not have a weekly paper, nope. nor any radio station, local station, exactly. for any coverage to tell citizens of Hamden what's going on in their town. It was just the mayor's Facebook page, town's Facebook page, pretty much, and Twitter accounts, social media, and that was it. That's and that reached some people, but not everybody. Exactly. Ray, would you mind sticking around for another segment? I'd be happy to do that. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Your old pal Grover here with some health tips. Wash your hands throughout the day with soap and water for 20 seconds. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, oh, well. Um, also, practice physical distance by staying six feet away from people in public and do not forget to wear a mask and wow! So that is where the soap went. <laughs> Caring for each other because we are all in this together. Hey, Bobo, do trees tell each other stories? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, why don't we go find out? Listen. Can birds draw pictures? I don't have an answer for that. Dad, do stars visit their friends? Look! Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Ray Andrewson from the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce. Ray, welcome back. Good to be here, Pete. Good to, thanks for sticking around, pal. So, Ray, we talked a little bit about, in the first segment, the Chamber of Commerce. Let's talk about, especially now, opening up this segment, of how important it is to support your local business, especially in the, in the current times that we're experiencing right now. 
Well, I would say for anyone watching our program um, and in the shoreline, Lower Connecticut River Valley, New Haven, yep. um, we live in different communities. And the by size, definition, transportation, where people work, where they live, where they send their children to school, for example. So the characteristic of every community is somewhat different. The one thing that you can count on, I think, with a local business is that they're more service oriented out of necessity. They have to be. Yeah. Um, supporting local business means that there are many things that you do in your personal life that require you to maybe take a short drive or a walk to a local business. Mm -hmm. If you need medical supplies, instead of getting something online, you support your local pharmacy. Right. Um, if you want to go out to dinner, there's obviously in every community a multitude of restaurants and mm -hmm. quite a variety. Connecticut is blessed with real culinary diversity. It, it, it really is remarkable uh, when you think about it for a state that is not as um, urban or densely populated as some other states. Right. Um, in terms of clothing or supplies or hardware, um, your neighborhood business counts. But it's also the businesses that aren't related to restaurant or retail. And those are your local, you know, you need a local dentist, uh, yeah. you need local health care because your body is located here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you obviously need uh, corresponding supplies. The same thing with specialty services. Um, small businesses could be consultants, they could be attorneys. They could be financial advisors. Uh, they could be business coaches. Uh, they could be marketing and advertising uh, firms. Uh, you know, there are a lot of um, professionals who are in professional office parks that are still part of the small local businesses as, as well. And, and we are consumers. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to stop. No. And it is, it is a good way to reflect and invest in your community if there are certain things that you would rather have here. So I'll just use a good example is a cigar shop. Yeah. You don't have to be a cigar smoker or even a smoker, but if you enjoy, you know, as I do, maybe a dozen cigars a year, right. and you're going to hit a golf course, you want to play, you know, get together and have a, have a cigar. Absolutely. Instead of going online to order your cigars and having them delivered, Absolutely. go support a local cigar lounge. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're looking for, you know, sewing supplies, if you like to sew, if you like to knit, Mm -hmm. Instead of getting something online, you can click, drag, and have it delivered to your doorstep. Absolutely. There are fabric stores. There yes. are other su supply stores where you can find um, some, of, some of this. And I think the more we do that, we get to know people on a one-to-one -one basis. It actually forms community. Right. So small business is the backbone of community, uh, where you get to know the person who cuts your hair. You get to know the person you know, who will pick out or help you pick out a bottle of wine. You get to know the person. You know who's going to do your tax returns of local account so there is a, a real investment in your community a healthy investment in small business is a healthy investment in your neighbors it's a very healthy investment in your town absolutely absolutely now what what else is the chamber of commerce up to well events as i mentioned um we also have a couple of things we do that people don't really see on a day-to-day -day basis okay. so uh, the greater new haven chamber of commerce quimpiac chamber of commerce uh, we are advocates uh, on behalf of business and communities at, up at the state capitol in Hartford. Okay. Um, we do um, advocate on behalf and, and we do review uh, specific proposals and laws that are before the legislature. Um, our chambers, for example, just supported a tiered uh, pilot program, payment in lieu of taxes that will help municipalities based on their size and based on their needs. Right. Uh, 
uh, particularly the larger municipalities that, that, that need this, to help with their budgeting. So the state can actually backfill some of the challenges for those communities and help with certain select projects. This has nothing to do with COVID. This has to do about long range fiscal stability for communities. So we advocate on behalf of a bill like that. I think that came from Senator Martin Mooney of New Haven, uh, President Pro Tempore of the State Senate, um, a very experienced lawmaker. So we, we are advocating on behalf of that. We just have been for a long time advocating for an expansion uh, for Tweed New Haven Airport. And if you live along the shoreline, if you're in Brand, you know, East Haven, Branford, Guilford, Madison, wherever you happen to be, so on and so forth, out even farther east, Right. To have a small, accessible commercial airline um, fly into New Haven is going to do a lot for your business. Absolutely. Hartford, Bradley is important. TF Green in Rhode Island is important. Westchester Airport, of course, the New York airports. Yep. But we needed something in this region that would help support transportation so we can fly in and out of New Haven a lot easier. And we were very much uh, the forefront of supporting that expansion, and we're very happy that it's coming to fruition. Is, I've never I've never been to TF Green. I'm sorry, I've never been to Tweed. Is it is it is it good size or is it small? No, uh, it's small. In fact, anecdotally, uh, and many people who are watching are probably tickled when I say this. Uh, my dad was a traveling salesman. He flew often out of New Haven back okay. in the day. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, I remember bringing him down, or you know, my mother would bring him down because it even predates when I could drive. Yeah. Um, and he would get on Pilgrim Airlines, or he would get on Allegheny Airlines. Okay. Uh, which later became U.S. Air, so on and so forth. So it's, um, it, it was a small airport, commercial airport, but a lot more vibrant okay. in that period of post-World War II through the 19, maybe even the early 80s, mid-80s. And then it suffered a decline to the point where it had no commercial flights at this point. And, uh, you know, that, that's something we just can't have happen. No, definitely not, definitely not. So what, what else, as far as you guys are hopefully getting things back to normal, back into the swing of things with the chamber with in-person events, correct? Yes. Yep, absolutely. And you know, I, I think we understand a few things um, coming out of the coronavirus and, and how people have been affected. Number one, let's face it, it's taken a mental health toll for many of us. Right. I won't say all of us, but I think many of us have struggled with the lack of confidence right, and assurance that we're a safe, that we're going to continue life as we knew it before the uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. and that we will maintain our health. Um, so working at home became the way to go for many operations. Some people simply obviously can't. I mean, manufacturers can't remote their machines into your house. Of course not. Uh, you know, and, and first responders, so on and so forth. You know, right. they have to do the work. But a lot of people stayed home. Some people are still gonna stay home. Right. And we've learned a little bit, and that is we need a little bit of a water cooler banter, need to be together, uh, a lot more collaboration if in person or even on screens. Right. So I think that's what we've learned coming out here. And, and obviously the financial assistance that many businesses needed uh, PPP, EIDL, for example, those loans. Uh, but now we're coming out on the other end of the spectrum. Right. And there are a lot of manufacturers, there are a lot of businesses that are screaming for workers when they can't find them. Uh, so now it's time to turn the page and get people back to work safely, You know, get the economy not just improving as it's been, but roaring again. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know 
I know you you know as well as I do for the, the first couple months of the pandemic I was doing my show through in my home studio through zoom yeah, yeah. and it's right. very 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 it was very interesting very learning experience doing the Pete Mazzetti show remotely shall we say yeah you know and a lot of radio broadcasters are doing that now and then right. and some operations are continuing that way they like the idea that they can do a home setup with some of their employees and not house them in in uh, you know in office park settings where some of the radio groups are located they want to downsize you know smaller operations centralized operations uh, can be a cost cutter you know very effective way of saving money right. bottom line but you know i think there are other costs to the business to consider and that is collaboration um you know those moments of being in a meeting where you can read body language you can talk to yeah, people right. and that's so important now we now when you when you and I are normally together we talk about this so let's talk about it tonight even though we're we're still together how important do you think it is to support your local media and your local media outlet? Well, I would say this: um, it's very important to do that. When, and, and but I would also say from the consumer standpoint, mm -hmm. um, if the product isn't good, right, you're not under any obligation as a consumer to engage with something you don't like or you don't feel has a lot of meaning. So if it's not a good weekly paper, if it's not a good online news source, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're not being entertained by it, if, if it offers entertainment, it, there's no obligation to support it. Right. Um, but I would say this, mm -hmm. there certainly is an obligation as a citizen to encourage more of it. Absolutely. And this program is an excellent example of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And Ray, we've got a little bit more time left. So what else do we want to educate people about the Chamber of Commerce and what you guys are up to? Well, I think the thing that is important is to um, look at, I mentioned the Greater New Haven Chamber of Commerce and its history dating back to 1794. Uh, the Wallingford uh, office, which later became the Quinnipiac Chamber of uh, Commerce, uh, dates back to 1915. Okay. Uh, which predates, of course, a world war and a major killer uh, virus outbreak, right. the uh, Spanish flu of 1918. So the Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce was formed at a time when there was a major crisis that really affected the economy and, and a lot of people were dying. I mean, it was, it was a tragic period, the late uh, 1910s when that came in. But I think what we've seen is resilience, uh, determination, and a can-do spirit. Um, just before we taped this program today, I was out at a, a industrial uh, firm today, um, getting a tour for about an hour and 15 minutes of this um, this parts maker, this wonderful organ, you know, business sure. that makes a lot of medical parts, um, small metal things that you'd say, what does that do? You know, where where does this go? Right. Uh, and it was just fascinating to go through this endless production and assembly line and see the complexity of it and the pride of the owner of the business giving me this tour. And they had probably about, I'd say 50, 60 employees in that building, right? just on the shop floor. I'm not even talking about the office exactly. uh, staff. So they employ a lot of people. Absolutely. And when you go through a building like that, you realize this is the heart of our economy, right. making things, creating things, making better things technology, research. You know, we've, we've got a lot of creative people. And one of the things about uh, business 
-hmm. is that business is service. And if you look at it, it is better to build a better mousetrap. Um, it helps Absolutely. humanity to do that. Absolutely. And, and you need to do that. And, and that's what I think we need to learn about getting engaged with the Chambers of Commerce and, and being part of your local business community. Absolutely. Ray Andrews from the Chamber, we're out of time, so I want to thank you for coming down, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Pete. It's been a joy Thanks, as Ray. always. You got it, buddy. On behalf of Ray Andrewson, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.